1: From Headstuff Studios in Dublin, welcome to Motherfucklore, a podcast about words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. I'm Dark Crochet. It's a two-part show today. In the first part, we're going to be looking specifically at words from Ireland Part I'm going to be talking with Jody Coogan about some hyperno-English words, specifically Munster slang, and we're going to talk about whether these words come from Irish or not, or if there's a different origin and topics of that nature. After the break, we'll be then talking to some of our regular contributors about the Irish oral and irregular verbs. hope you'll join us. One of the Irish words that I got a lot of queries about, a lot of resistance to my definition, was some time back I said that there is no Irish word for Egypt. And technically, this is true. My view is that, yes, while we have Amadans and, and so forth and many other words for fools, Egypt is specifically a formation of idiot, phoneticized the way we pronounce it here, with a, that soft D, that kind of the Egypt. And similarly, the reason I say that it doesn't directly translate to a word like Amadon is if you had a word like if you're translating from another language, say Russian, like the, uh, the Dotsievsky novel, The Idiot, if you translate that as the Egypt, people that would just would not be correct. So it exists in a kind of a, the word Egypt exists in a specific place in Hyperno English that doesn't exactly touch the Irish language, but is very uniquely Irish. I'm joined today by uh, Jody Coogan. Jody is doing a PhD in Queen's in medieval Irish. In addition to his academic qualifications, he's here in today's capacity as a Corkman. And we are going to talk about certain points of Cork slang. Do the words come from Irish or have they come from somewhere else in the experience of speaking English in Ireland? So, Jody, tell me this the word gaol on a scale of one to ten where one is silly billy and ten is the c-word. How rude is Gal?
2: you You're moving up the scale there, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, at least eight, I think. At least an it's eight. strong. It's a strong one. So
1: your ma wouldn't say it? Not
2: not lightly. Your da wouldn't say it? Bit lighter, maybe, but <laughs> a little bit more frequently. Maybe, yeah. But uh, it is strong, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Would you say that gaol is a word that's always been there? It's not like a recent arrival.
2: No, I suppose kind of the opposite. I would hear it less. I think it's something more of. I would say my parents' generation a bit more. Mm. I suppose there's a geographical thing as well, depending where mm. you know. I, I I you'd probably hear it more in the city center.
1: My mum is from Loch and oh, um, yeah. so I have some cousins down in Cork. And oh, the, very good. the impression I got that was ever since the arrival of. Cork characters and gift grub and certain certain basically cultural appropriation of Cork idioms yeah. by the rest of the country has made has made some Cork people abandon some of these expressions particularly gowl and langer
2: yeah and they are two very good examples because i i think yeah, even you saying that, I don't know if I realise that, but I probably do it. It does become a bit of a character, and so you avoid it a bit. You know? yes. If I say Langer, I'm very aware of it. Like, you know, it is always tongue in cheek. Uh, yes. Gowl, maybe a little bit less. So definitely, well, you know, the Langer song, mm. like, you know, it, it becomes a joke. You know?
1: That's right. We may even have a clip of that. Yeah. If you're lucky.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But yes, for me, I think that's a. I mean, I was aware of Langer. I think possibly that Langer did increase in use when Bernard Langer became well known as a golfer. Yeah. And it's possible that that may have just brought attention to it, but clearly it predated him. Yeah. Specifically with Gaul now, Gaul is. There is a debate about the actual um, origin of Gaul. Yeah. In fact, and this is one of these situations where. is very interesting to a linguist because absolutely um, when you have two possible strong candidates yeah. we, like you have to work out which one makes more sense so the two um, yeah. the two um, the two purported origins of gaol are yeah so
2: govel I suppose
1: gaol which would mean yeah, a, a fork but also
2: a crotch crotch indeed yeah or then gaol g-a-l-l meaning
1: a foreigner, foreigner basically yes, yeah. yeah. so this is the thing that some people say that it was the word "gowl" was basically used because foreigners were maybe silly, weren't 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 acquainted with the local traditions, and then "gowl," the other expression would obviously mean less. Usually, a crotch, a vagina. Yeah. it was a general term. And I think this is probably a stronger has a stronger claim because gaol does is actually slang for a vagina as well as being slang for yeah. an idiot. That's
2: that's yeah that's a really good point. It's funny. That, I mean. 'Cause you 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 still see Gaul meaning fork, obviously in, in signage in its primary meaning. Gaol, Benager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Both junction. Uh, and it's uh I, as far as and I, I could be wrong though, but it's a river somewhere and it's feminine. But generally it's uh it's masculine as far as I know, which I suppose is just the whole thing to do with river did. This is
1: the thing, this is uh, there's um yes, there's there's language gender and there's also a gender That's gender, so it's it's one yeah, of these funny things are right. The latter one there,
2: yeah. I think it's a good point to make about, yeah, it it probably, that's the stronger candidate for...
1: And also there's the, also course. the issue that sometimes when a word actually has two possible uses or that sometimes a second when a secondary use comes along, it actually reinforces use of the word. So it actually, it doesn't necessarily mean that gaul is absolutely wrong. It just means that uh, it has two origins and, or it has an, an origin and the secondary meaning, I guess, supplements yeah. things.
2: Yeah, uh, you do come across that as well with earlier stages of the language. You'll get two, two or more, maybe good candidates for the origin mm-hmm. of a word, maybe in English, you know, and it's it can be hard to decide
1: for sure. And there's another, obviously, the other very popular, um, well-known court expression is "langer." Yeah, and the the story we've heard in school is tip mostly is that. Because and the first of all, should we mention that Langer is very uniquely Cork? Say that there's some expressions that I think Gowl has goes sometimes b- a bit beyond as more of a monster. Yeah, and that yeah. you hear it and say sometimes you'd hear sometimes cities have their own particular points. Like say, kid isn't a uniquely no Limerick expression, but is used far more in Limerick than anywhere else. Yeah, and yeah. dead on isn't uniquely Belfast, but it's used far more in Belfast Absolutely, than anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Langer. It's there's an argument to say that because it's so local, there's it must be linked to Cork's unique history and yeah. particularly the Royal Munster Fusiliers. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about them and what yeah, they got into? Well to-
2: so uh and this is something mm-hmm. that I originally learned from following your own Twitter account. So it's <laughs> to do with the monkeys. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. So uh
1: the Langer monkeys, when they were in India, apparently were stealing equipment and just yeah. generally behaving in an inappropriate and uncooperative <laughs> manner. <laughs> Which
2: is a beautiful history. Like, if that is actually the origin, you know, I'm picking up use of that word. Uh, I, I'm going to double mm-hmm. my usage from now on if that's, uh, if Absolutely. that's the origin. And then,
1: and then similar as an opposite term to gao, Langer is also used very specifically to refer to a penis. Yes. As well as a person who has penis-like qualities. Yeah. Yeah. Who is a bit of a penis.
2: A bit of a Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, yeah.
1: So, yeah. and sometimes people say that this is because the lying monkey has a long tail. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no actual, <laughs> <laughs> we have no factual basis for this. Yeah, yeah. Other than wishful thinking.
2: I sense a research grant application coming on. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just,
1: especially in Queens, with a lot of free money you guys are getting yeah, from, yeah, exactly, from yeah, West yeah, Westminster yeah. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. have
2: to cash in on that, yeah. Absolutely. Um, just on a point you made earlier, that I did see uh, rubber bandits, maybe a bit tongue-in-cheek, but they did, at some stage, either tweet or put it up on Facebook that uh, they said, oh, Langer is used in Limerick as well, apparently. And I never knew that. Like, So mm. it seems that could be quite a recent thing then. Like, just
1: Yes. Yeah. It's. I think possibly. I mean, there's been an influx of Cork people into Limerick ever since the foundation of UL, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm sure we can we can track it directly to uh, yeah, the 1980s. Yeah, true enough, true <laughs> enough,
2: absolutely, yeah, yeah.
1: But then I was doing some more research myself on the Langer issue, and while I don't have a smoking gun, we're not going to have a massive revelation today. But what I have discovered is some some soundalikes, which is basically that it occurred to me that normally, say, if someone's annoying. And there, and you have a word to describe annoying people, and typically we have we have dicks, we have pricks, we have sh- um, schmucks, we have all these words for people in different languages, which do basically yeah. have their origins. And what's a word for a penis? Yeah. And say, I think schmuck it was originally kind of a protruding, uh, it was a protruding piece of jewelry, yeah. which became then slang for penis, and then became slang for person who's like a penis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then similarly, I thought that my theory was that based on my particular theory of language, a word that means a genital. And an idiot usually means a genital first. Yeah. And doesn't go backwards. It tends to go in that, that sense. The physical thing. Something first, that something right. that looks like a willy, yeah, willy, yeah. then person who is like yeah, a willy. Yeah, yeah. So in that sense, what I found is there is a word in Irish, not a widely used word in Irish, is longar, which means something swinging from side to side. Hey, that's really good. Like that is you know <laughs> <laughs> That is really good. And then long. Is because obviously of Cork's unique maritime history is yeah. a ship or a vessel containing things. Yeah. And it's and I mean adding an E or at the end yeah. wouldn't isn't inconceivable in the way that forms normally happen. So it's That's true, yeah. For if something was to be uniquely Cork it is possible that there is it's not inconceivable that we have a word for something that swings around being a swing word for Willie and, and words for ships, particularly containing ships. Yeah. It's not inc- it's not out of the realms of possibility that something like that can happen in a maritime town. That's quite true,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. And are there any other say? Obviously, I'm I am from Dublin, and and while I do have Cork cousins, is there a possibility? That are, are there Cork Cork slang words that haven't actually broken out yet, or do you not want to share them?
2: Yeah, I've, I keep an eye out for this, like, and that's the thing. You don't you don't hear it too often. It does depend where you mm-hmm. are. Like, there's obviously like kind of throwaway phrases like you, Doubt you chalk it down. <laughs> uh, you know. but again, they might They could be monster. They could be even wider. You know, but uh, you, you, I think you see it less and less. You know, really distinctly.
1: But I have a. Here's the other question. I mean, and this used to, I guess we used to, um, not get our heads around this. Sometimes corporate will just have to be different. And why do you just call it grads and everyone else calls it deb's? The deb's your final dance in school.
2: It's a good one though. Yeah, grads. I t- I think that's there's a bit of internal. Disagreement about that though Because now mm-hmm. it's a stage You'll get some schools Calling in dibs. I mean I think Historically grads, Historically it was grads In Cork and historically Debs Historically
1: grads And I, I, it wouldn't <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me If actually If Cork actually had Grad balls Before the rest of the country Had Debs balls Because yeah. of the um, I guess the Merchant tradition But as long as there, I have seen some schools In Dublin Start referring to it As their prom Yeah no That's uh, no, just too fair. Sp- too far yeah. no. I wouldn't go <laughs> I at home that night. Absolutely, we couldn't um, make a stand. I didn't go to any prom. Can you imagine a prom? I mean, like it's—I know it's the—it's um, the classic end of end of a movie, yeah, uh, where, where someone kind of runs into the prom and makes a big dramatic entrance. But like, yeah, it's a debuchance ball, yeah, a graduation ball, yeah. And is it true that it's, it's grads for girls' schools and deb and boys' mm-hmm. schools? Yeah, Yeah. true. Yeah, I think, I think we've all learned something today. Yeah. A wealth of knowledge <laughs>
2: about all sorts of, <laughs> all sorts of things, yeah.
1: If there are any local Irish expressions or even widespread Irish expressions that you have heard that surprise you and you want to know if they have um, their origins in the Irish language or not, please do message the show. You can message the Irish Forum. You can contact us on the Facebook page. And you can let us know your thoughts. If you have a theory of, about the origin of Langer, we'd like to hear it. If you have found, have found the secret manuscript that Michael Collins is carrying that day, <laughs> which contains the origin of the word Langer, we want to see it. Please, yeah, absolutely. 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 Hopefully it wasn't damaged that day.
2: Yeah. You'd be surprised now what, what survives. Absolutely indeed. Yeah.
1: And so, Jody, thank you very much.
2: million. Cheers.
1: Great stuff. Thank you, Jody. After the break, we're going to be moving away from these rude, monster swear words and we're having round-to-table discussion with some of the regular contributors about irregular verbs and the Irish oral examination Hello
0: My name is Emerson Spiddle I'm a podcaster Podcaster, yeah That's the... Okay That's the one We got it? <laughs> hi Wait there Hi, my name is... Uh, Hello I don't know why I'm sounding American. Hi, I'm Alison Spittle. This is my actual accent. I present the Alison Spittle Show. You can hear that every Wednesday on the every not every Wednesday. Don't don't be too keen. You can hear that every second Wednesday on the uh, Headstuff Podcast Network, which you can hear on headstuff.org. Thank you.
1: A regular verb. A regular verb is a verb that follows normal, regular, if you will, rules that if you've never seen it before, you can work out just from looking at it, what it is in the past, what it is in the present, what it is in the future, and so on. Not all verbs are like this. Today, we're gonna to talk a little bit about the ones that are irregular. It won't be as scary as you think. And I'm joined today by-
3: I'm Geraldine
4: McAvoy. I'm Alaa Majeka
3: I'm Cloda McGinley.
1: Fulcher rash, Clodagh, by the way.
3: Oh, girl, I'm being a mug with Yara.
1: You're up to your eyes and study recently.
3: College was killing me slowly. Yeah, Ouch. it was real fun. Real, real
0: fun.
1: <laughs> what, what, I'm kind of, <laughs> what kind of stuff were you up to there?
3: I was doing my final year dissertation on handedness and language learning, which I mentioned when I was on the Mother Folklore Twitter. So, excellent. You all know what it is. <laughs> handedness. Handedness, like right and left hand.
1: Of course. And so and was this inspired by your own left handedness?
3: No, it actually wasn't. It was just kind of random. Like I wanted to find something interesting to do. And then I found that ambidexterity is linked with much more successful language learning. So if you can train yourself to write with both hands, then you're now, you'll learn a language much better. Fantastic. It's
1: That's pretty yeah. interesting.
3: Yeah, it actually is.
1: Even irregular verbs. Yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, today we're just going to have a little look at irregular verbs. In general, but mainly in Irish, and just, you know, and uh, see where it takes us. You know, because I mentioned before in the podcast that French is over 350 regular verbs. English is 370 or more, but Irish only has 11.
3: Mm.
4: spooky. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> 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 um, I think it's important to remember, though, as well, that some of the verbs that are irregular in a lot of languages, like to have, mm-hmm. we don't formulate it as a verb in Irish, so we use the urum, earth, air, that one that you were forced to learn as a child which a lot of you may still have um so that they're like common irregular verbs and to um you know so we don't formulate that as a verb so um there's at least we could have 12 but we only have 11
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah it's still nice and low
4: yeah yeah i remember my teacher going on about like here in Nav
0: to in school and I just never really copped on, I think. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you do kind of pick them up though, naturally. Like, I mean, you always know, you know, B is tall. Like, you just, you know that instantaneously mm-hmm. from the first time that you learn Irish. So the earlier you learn them, the better, I would say.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm doing mm-hmm. grinds at the minute with some students and I know the first thing I'll say when we do the class on irregular verbs is you likely know all of these already, but you just don't realize it because they're so common. Yeah, that's the thing. they're They're always the ones in most languages that they're the same. It's always I am, I go, I come Mm -hmm. I those kind of ones the ones that you use in like everyday speech those are the ones
1: specifically I imagine that might be a fact that they detach themselves from normal verb patterns because they get used so often whereas you need to have a standard form for verbs you hardly ever use
4: exactly and i find that's probably the way with newer verbs as well like mm-hmm. the verb to google is is a regular verb i i'd imagine i think it is it is regular, right right i google yeah. i googled i will google yeah, yeah. it's regular <laughs> <laughs> um but more like newer verbs verbs that we create in in modern era tend to be regular um mm. uh i text is one i it's because people sometimes say i text it but i would always say i text in the past mm. tense so i don't mm. put the ed on the end of it but i think that's I don't know what the Mm. proper form is. Mm. But yeah, most most new verbs go with a regular form.
1: So yeah, and I know that to do and to be are are irregular in every language is what i have been told. I believe that. Allegedly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure someone's going to message in saying, well actually I I do it a bit to Catalan myself. It's not that way in Catalan.
3: Specifically Catalan. Yes. (laughs)
1: I've just been thinking, we've been thinking about Catalan all day because um, someone was using, it was treating uh, in Irish and the Twitter did suggest to translate from Catalan, even though there's no Catalan words in it. I can understand if Urum meant something in um mm-hmm. but not to yeah. my knowledge.
4: I'm slightly upset that Twitter speaks Catalan and not Irish. Like, what? Yeah. why that <laughs> minority <laughs> language? Not that Italy. there's anything wrong with Catalan, but like, yeah. yeah, you know, Irish is pretty popular too, you know? Seriously, Twitter. top <laughs> <Yeah>. on.
3: <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> Because to be fair, even Facebook have Irish as well, yeah. so you would think that Twitter would cop on, but yeah. and they have Twitter have their headquarters somewhere, don't they? Well, we're no, maybe not. I own. think it's
1: because it's. I think Twitter themselves they are using external service yeah, for because I think language recognition and language translation are are two different. I features. think
4: like you don't know like. <laughs> <laughs> We just (laughs) spoke to Theresa Lynn about this, I think. (laughs) Credit her for that information, Dara.
1: I was lucky enough yet to talk to Theresa Lynn Mm. and and who enlightened me in a number of the topics, including that one. (laughs) But yeah, typically in Irish, the past tense is actually very simple and it's it's one of the easiest past tenses in any language in that you just stick a little shavu and you stick that little h in. Some verbs are irregular because their past tense is formed in a different way and some verbs are irregular because their future tense is formed in a different way. Mm. For example.
4: An example of that would be um, fi to get um, is for in the past tense. Yeah. And it's actually yoig in the future tense. Um, But eh to eat is only irregular in the future tense. So it's de in the past tense and isic in the future tense Mm -hmm. um it's probably one of the least irregular verbs if i can say that but uh the rest of the verbs kind of have variances in other tenses but it is probably the most regular of of the irregular verbs um but all of them are pretty like they're irregular but they're like they're fine you they've 11 like you don't have that many to learn yeah and -hmm. if you learn the three core tenses you have all of the other tenses really if you just know how to do them
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, a like lot people do complain about different parts of Irish, but irregulars tends to not be the one you hear people grousing about much compared to another ver- uh, verb construction we could all mention. Yeah. <laughs> we could mention mm-hmm. if...
4: the devil incarnate yes indeed yeah I think people Mm -hmm. tend not to be like people get upset about a lot of things in Irish but I don't Mm -hmm. think it's the irregular verbs so much yeah Mm -hmm. maybe because there's only a level of them yeah and you use them so often yeah Mm -hmm. people just don't realise like you were saying like Mm -hmm. in English you don't realise it's an irregular verb until Mm -hmm. you're like wow that's actually Mm -hmm. really irregular
1: English is crazy English is crazy and particularly the future tense just adding a different verb to it uh, we're just going to go over all 11 and just so you have it all for reference and so if you're I know the orals are coming up don't use this to (laughs) practice for your orals use this use this to relax after studying don't use this to study okay the first one obviously is B so that's V and V May in the past tense and Tom and Neilam and Beg May in the future tense
3: the second one is fek, meaning to see, not the swear word, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Mm. In the past tense, it is onvakatu. You can say honikme ni Present tense, onvekantu, fecum ni feki. And onvekitu ni in the future.
0: The third one is onyakitu. And you could say kuigme ni me," And tu teum ni or me." And then on rocky too, knee rocky May.
4: Or Raig if you're from Munster. <laughs> Sorry oh. to yeah. squeeze that in there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, then we have uh, Dane, which is to do or to make. Uh, we don't distinguish in, in uh, Irish. It's Rinna or yin if you're from Munster. On uh, yarn and ni is the question in the past tense. And then in the present tense, it's Danum, ni yarnam or on too. And in the future tense, and to and me, and that's so that's only regular in the past tense.
1: There you go, nice and easy. <laughs> so then the next one is to say, which is
3: to say, aber, and in the past tense you can have unnerch to, in the present you can have and to, the future tense, and in the future tense too. Jair, you may neither, no.
1: And Aber is, as we all know, the website for pronouncing Irish words made by Trinity. Mm. Aber.tcd.ie. Good old, mm.
3: Good, old <laughs> Good old Trinners. Apparently Trinity
1: College is for successful people but well, if only they could come up with a quick way to say that. Wow. Trinners for winners, yeah? I, I know. But yes, I, I'll, I'll sad, never Joel. know. Sad. They let me in as a guest speaker once but they never, would never oh. let me in as a student. <laughs> Surely if you ask
3: nicely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is tar uh, that's come in English. Then past tense is er honik two, me, or ni honik me. And then present tense is undongin two, tagum ni tagum, and then future tense is undchoki tu,
4: choki me ni choki me. Um, tour is an excellent to bring. So in the past tense, it's hug, um, hug me, ni hug me, or an er hug tū. Um, that's the question form in the present tense. It's um, uh, togen so uh, togim or nihugim. And then in the future tense, turhig, turhigme, nihurhigme, and er, andurhigme, or andurhig too.
1: Hugme looks like thug. And uh, that's the <laughs> famous one, uh, the thug life, tugme, tugme. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's hug. So bear, catching like would be, uh, so rugme, and or near, near rugme. In the past tense, berum or niverum. And be or niveragme. For catching. And I know, yeah, obviously that's um that's mostly it's in it's in its most irregular in the past tense where you have rug, which seems completely unrelated. Mm. And then
3: <laughs> And then the last one that we have is Klesh, meaning to hear. You can have er hulame, near hulame in the past tense. Present tense unglishin to clishum, ni clishem, and the future tense unglishy to clishy may clishy may. And there you have it. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's and, it. Regular verbs done. <laughs> Regular verbs
1: done. <laughs> so obviously I mean, we do know that there will be some people listening who might have an oral exam coming up and as you are all spectacular Irish students who uh, who's who's <laughs> an incredible <laughs> skill at the Irish language and the leaving cert has and you have a more recent memory of the leaving cert than I do, what advice would you give to People going forward to this, I would
4: give the advice that out of the seven leave insert subjects I did, Irish was the one I didn't count for my. You know, you count six subjects, so I didn't count Irish, and uh, I uh, still studied Irish in college, still translated. So relax, it's going to be grand. Be fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's my advice.
1: How <laughs> mm-hmm. about you, Ola?
4: Yeah,
0: I would literally just say, like, just go in there, do your best, just just talk, like, forget about, like, obsessing over grammar, like, just talk and do your best and
1: mm-hmm. yeah, just go for it. <laughs> How about you, Chloe?
3: Definitely learn the traffic tour, definitely, because if you mess up straight away, then you're going to feel unconfident, or that may not be a word, but you may be long <laughs> <in> confidence <laughs> for the rest of the exam. That's what I did, and I completely messed up my oral, fun fact. Wow. Yeah, yeah, much. no. But, mm. but here
4: you were I persevered
3: yeah. I got my A2 so there you go hey. fun fact <laughs> about
4: my Irish oral so like before we did our oral we um we all were in our like assembly hall it was like a PE hall or something an assembly hall uh-huh. and the oral examiner came in to like greet us all and say hello and wish us all well and they had, like, us in advance, and they do, like, don't wear anything on your uniform. that they might ask questions about. <laughs> so, like, we knew that, like, not to do that. And this guy rocked in, and I was like, oh, my God, I know him. So I'd been to Colossal Lurgan for two years, and he was the principal both years. And I knew him from there, and he kind of knew me. So I was, like, down the back, like, trying to wave at him. <laughs> and, like, the next day was my Irish oral exam, and I had, like, one Colossal Lurgan pin, and I was like, I don't care, I'm wearing that pin. So I, like, <laughs> rocked in, and I was the only one, and I was like however many 60 students wearing anything in the uniform so obviously he was going to ask and he spotted the pin and he was like oh I know you do I and I was like yes you do mm. I was delighted with myself I was like the luckiest student and in saying that still didn't go on to get enough points that it, it mattered but still I I rocked my oral <laughs> <laughs> I actually found the oral quite fun like, yeah, yeah I, I really enjoyed it really
3: yeah. <laughs> We had a non-uniform day mm. on my oral, so oh. obviously that left mm. plenty of room for them to ask, you know, oh, what made you choose to wear that? And what was a non-uniform day for? And, you know, oh, yeah. if you didn't learn the word for charity beforehand, which escapes me now even, <laughs> just mm. mortifying. And I'm
1: guessing you went in dresses as Lady Gaga as usual, yeah? Oh, of course. Yeah, of <laughs> course. I wore my,
3: yeah, no, my, my meat dress. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, weird. vegans. <laughs>
1: A Vegan, of course, being a vegetarian is a fuel uh but I think a uh, vegan is a uh, vegan.
4: Yeah, because mm. it's a a vegan comes from the start of vegetarian and the end of vegetarian, so that's where a, so pure. Ve- <laughs> <laughs> <No.
1: laughs> yeah, I don't think
4: yeah. it works in Irish. So it's mm. because it's. I mean, all words are constructed but because it's made up, kind of in that way. Mm-hmm. Then perhaps it was considered not to be uh, mm-hmm. translatable.
1: I remember when uh, when River Phoenix was becoming famous, nobody knew what a vegan was, and when he said he was a vegan, <laughs> people thought him meant he was from Las Vegas. And <laughs> I know we talk about raising awareness now, but that mm. was one of the one of the earliest examples in my memory of um, someone coming along and introducing people to a word they just had not heard before. <laughs> but yeah, that was that. And finally, so I say yes, if you are getting uh, if you stumble in your oral, um, you can. <laughs> I would yeah have have a story to say oh. Like oh yeah, and then get back in. It's about getting confused and find. You, I know that some people do. An actor told me that when you have an audition and you mess it up, then to have a backup story about being bitten by a dog or something, <laughs> and they say, "Oh, sorry about that. I was bitten by a dog. so If you um, if you can throw in a story like that, but don't. No, just do the homework that your <laughs> teachers told you to do. Do that. My
4: foolproof mm-hmm. advice for my students before they sit their oral exam is: if they don't understand the question, you say. Uh, I didn't hear the question can you repeat it and that's code that all of the examiners know for I didn't understand that question mm-hmm. ask another so mm-hmm. yeah make sure you, you have that in your back pocket as well yeah. in your back polka, yeah. just for in case you need mm-hmm. it <laughs> but you'll mm-hmm. be grand be fine leave insert is fine mm-hmm. it'll pass
1: if they ask you a question go so chance <laughs> <laughs> That gets um, you out of everything. Yeah. Or Anna. Just go Anna. with that. Anna. <laughs> so Anna and Chance. Those are our two hot oral tips.
0: I remember actually my oral examiner would just kept on like rolling her eyes at me when I was talking. <laughs> yeah, and she kept on saying "tasam, Sam, to Like, I don't know, it just felt like she got sick of me. It's really passive aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> Right, that's like when you're in a job interview and they just start scribbling. And it's like, yeah, but your oral 20.
4: examiner, is
3: just paid to
1: be yeah, there to listen exactly, to you. Yeah.
3: During my oral, my examiner asked what I wanted to study in college, and I said Irish. And this was after, like, the aftermath of, like, me completely messing up the whole Irish oral. And she just goes, hmm, okay, right, really. Really, yeah. <laughs> Exactly.
1: But if you do have a, an interesting story about your oral or if you know if you want to tell us afterwards, please do contact us on Twitter at motherfucklore at the Irish4. And you know, there's um the uh, Misery Loves Company and we, yeah. we'd love to hear about it. And you'll probably find that when we share some of these stories that you realise mm-hmm. you're not the only one and that there's, you know, um there's comfort in numbers.
4: Yeah, and if you have any irregular verb questions as well, please direct them all exclusively at Derek. Yes loves <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly my bag. <laughs> So, on that note, it's a slant from me.
3: And a slant from me. And a slant for me. And a slant for me.
1: We'll catch you next time. Just to clarify, when we say oral stories, we are obviously referring to the uh, Leaving Cert Oral Examination. <laughs> Not, I mean, I don't know what else you could possibly be referring to, but don't refer to it here. <laughs>
4: Yeah, we can, you can talk to us about your French oral exam also. I mean, I don't discriminate between languages and oral mm-hmm. exams. Um, but yeah, that's all. I don't want anything else. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. So anyway, but before we wrap up, I want to say, you know, it would be really cool if you could rate and review us on iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts.
3: Thank you very much to Brian for producing, as always. Thanks so much to Kirsten for the art. Uh,
4: motherfucklore comes out every Friday um, if you want to contact us or email the show please do Um, what is our email address?
1: It's motherfucklore at headstuff.org
4: Yeah email us there
1: So anyway on that note we shall we'll see you next time This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network Is that
3: alright? Should you play it back? Or-